0: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. We know you have a lot to choose from, and we're so honored that you picked us. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave us a five-star review. Drop us a comment. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Welcome to The Elite Live with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit. Give yourself grace and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Elite Life Podcast. I'm Kylie, and today my partner, Trisha, is going to walk us through one of the most amazing books right now that uh, just came out a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, by Ed Milette called The Power of One. She's going to walk us through everything she learned and give us some nuggets to take away, but if you have not heard of this book, I highly Highly recommend that you hit um, Ed Milet's website or Amazon, grab yourself a copy and plow through it and apply it.
1: Yeah, so I actually bought this book. I I love Ed Milet's first book, um, Max Out. It's a really quick, really easy read. And so that's how I started listening to him. And then um, the reason how I ended up with this book, the new one, The Power of One More, was he did a big online event. And you could watch it for free. And all the money, he had so many amazing speakers on there. He had Andy Frisella. He had Tony Robbins. Marie Forleo. Yep, Marie Forleo, Dean Graziosi, Um, just a a powerhouse lineup. I highly suggest everybody goes to YouTube, checks that out on Ed Milet Station. Um, But all the money he got from selling this book for people that watched that, he donated to the victims of the Texas shooting. And so I actually um, had been gifted this book. And then I bought more copies for our team and gave them out to the agents. Um, And then, of course, when the book came, I had to read it. So I really didn't know what to expect, but I knew I like Ed Milet's podcast. I loved his first book. So I was excited to dig in. And I will tell you, There's so much jam-packed into these pages and I don't want to spoil it all. So I just want to give everybody kind of like some of the nuggets, but I'm going to try to do it like short and sweet and not do the spoilers, but everybody should check it out. It is a life-changing book, friends. And um, the biggest takeaway, and I'm already getting goosebumps, is (laughs) that every family, every family eventually has the one. The one who breaks the generational curses that makes a bigger life, that decides they were meant for more, and they do that by choosing to do more, to do just one more, to make one more phone call, to do one more rep in the gym, to stay up one hour later to make one more relationship. Like every every barrier you break through happens, you know, one hit at a time, right? Like Andy Frisella came out on stage and he had an ax and he's like, if I hit a tree just one time, nothing's going to happen. But if each day I hit it one more time and one more time and one more time, it's going to come down, right? <laughs> and that's what people don't, Uh, realize and understand sometimes is that you know we weren't born to be average or ordinary like when you're created and when you're born you're born for this amazing life and um you know your early identity is shaped by your parents and those around you so you're kind of given this like box and it's like here's your box here's where you're gonna live um but you get to change that and you get to change your identity by changing your standards and that's kind of the first thing he talks about is changing your identity means establishing who you want to be and then adopting the standards that that person a person who lives that life has right so for example we've talked about this before when Andy decided he was going Andy at our office decided he was going to go vegetarian for 75 hard he literally walked around going I eat plants I eat plants I eat plants And now here we are like four years later and he still eats plants, right? Like he had to redefine the identity of who he was to fit the new lifestyle that he wanted. And that applies to anything. When I wanted to break into luxury real estate and higher end clients, I started posting on my social media and talking to people about high-end houses and high-end real estate. I sell in Novi, I sell in West Bloomfield, I sell in Birmingham, I sell million-dollar homes, I close million-dollar clients. I had to talk about it, I had to post about it, I had to live like an agent who does that would live. I had to work longer, I had to work harder, I had to get out of my introvert shell and extrovert and make relationships with people who live in those houses, are in those communities. I had to reevaluate what am I wearing? What do I look like? What am I doing daily? Am I doing and looking like a person that would sell those type of homes? I had to redefine my identity to be able to do something new. And that happened by changing my standards. So what a lot of people don't realize, and he talks about it in the book, is like you set a goal, but you don't reevaluate your standards of living to meet that goal, right? So if I set a goal tomorrow that says, I want to lose 25 pounds, but I don't readjust my standards of living and I still eat Hershey bars in bed and I don't work out and I'm stopping at the BK drive-thru every day, I'm never going to lose 25 pounds. I have to reevaluate my standards of living. And you know, Andy was talking about his wife, Amanda, who just did a bodybuilding competition. And he's like, we had to reevaluate our standards of living. She wakes up at 4 a.m. She goes to bed at 8 p.m. She has to walk. She has to work out. She has to eat only these foods so we don't eat out. She had to reevaluate and her family had to reevaluate their standards of living so she could achieve this goal if you don't reevaluate your standards, you can't level up your life and you won't meet the goal that you set. So when you're talking about goals and Changing your life, it starts with those standards. It starts, it it all comes back to the basics. What are you doing every day that is going to get you to that goal? And if your standards of living do not align with the goals that you're setting, you're gonna have what they call in psychology cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance says, you know, if if I'm a realtor and I go out in the world and I say, I want to help people, I want to help people, but I'm left and right ripping them off on real estate deals, I'm gonna have cognitive dissonance because I know what I'm saying does not line up with what I'm doing. And now my brain and my body are going crazy. And I might turn into an alcoholic because I drink every night because what I'm saying I am is not aligning with what I'm doing. And I inside feel bad about that. And now I've turned to other habits to cope with feeling bad.
0: Oh, that escalated quickly. That escalated quickly. And
1: that's how life works, right? So if you're putting out to the world that you live a certain way, but inside your house, you're not living that way, that's how you end up with that cognitive dissonance and that's how you end up with those bad habits. And that was mind blowing, right? Yeah. It really unpacked a lot of things. So, the next thing he talks about is um being intentional, being intentional About creating your new normal, right? Um, So, I talked about this a little bit in our last um, episode when I'm running my marathon plans, right? Like, I have to be intentional about creating a new normal. And I talked about in our last episode, if you guys haven't listened to that, go back to it. um, I talked about how, like, oh, you know, I would run four miles and that felt hard but the next week I ran five miles I'm like well it's only one more mile and okay well the next week it's only one more mile it's six miles well the next week it's only one more mile it's seven miles so I'm creating a new normal now now today right today I've already ran um, a half marathon last weekend so yesterday I had to go out and run five miles I'm like five miles isn't hard like what five miles isn't hard well week one five miles was really freaking hard (laughs) but week nine it is not hard anymore because I've been in intentional about creating a new normal, right? It's not hard once you just add it one at a time.
0: One at a time, right? And I think that's where a lot of people really get um befuddled and stressed out and full of craziness and chaos is because they pull what I call a Kylie and they're like, "We're revamping our entire lives in the next 24 hours." And you 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 desperately want to make these changes. Like, no There's always room for improvement. I don't care who you are. If you're Ed Mila, Andy Frisella or the guy living down in a van by the river, like there's always room for improvement. Um, And I think that most most humans have this innate desire to to live a better life and to um, to constantly improve, even if it is, you know, smaller things like what am I eating? I'm losing weight. You know, I'm getting older. I need to start taking care of my body. I need to be better. Um, but doing it one at a time, makes it so much less stressful. And over time, it's actually more productive because when you're trying to do, I've done it, I've lived it, I'm preaching right now from experienced people, when you try to attack so many areas at one time um, and keep all of the balls in the air, it's really stressful because you are spreading yourself too thin, you're focusing on too much. Like Think about it like you're getting ready to move, right? So think about what it would look like if instead of packing one room at a time and putting everything away, you packed six boxes over here, you packed two boxes over here, you packed four boxes over here, you packed one box over here. It would take you longer to get to your goals. A lot of people think that doing it one at a time will take longer when in
1: reality, it's going to get you there quicker. Yes, it's a strategy. It's a strategy. All of life is about strategy. If you if you didn't hear our episode with our marketing guy, Andrew Furtrell, make sure you go back and listen to that one because he talks about having a strategy. And that's what this book, The Power of One More, is all about. It's a strategy to win One step at a time. And I've talked about before, like your brain, like going to the next step is number three that I want to talk about is your brain works on what it's told, right? So we don't realize how impactful our internal navigation and our language that we put out in the world is, right? Because your brain goes to work on what it's told. So if you're constantly like... My life's a mess. My life's a mess. My life's a shit show. Oh, I got divorced. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Guess what your brain is going to tell you? You're a mess. And guess how you're going to live? You're going to live in a mess. You're going to live in a mess. Why do you pick on me? I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) But the fact remains is until you change your language and until you start telling your brain something different, nothing is going to change. So if I keep saying like, you know, uh, I'm a six figure earner. I'm a six figure earner. My brain's going to go to work and say, okay, what do I got to do to earn six figures? What do I got to do to do that? And then when that becomes your new normal, like I became a seven figure earner and I didn't even realize it <laughs> one day. I was like, I was like looking at my tax returns. And I'm like, I'm a seven figure earner. And I remember when being a six figure earner to me, Felt amazing. Like, oh my God, people who make six figures, like their life is amazing. And then I became a seven figure earner and didn't even like it didn't even like hit my radar that I'm a seven figure earner. And I was like, oh dang, all right. But it's because I kept talking about it, right? I'm like, oh, they're a seven figure earner, they're a multimillionaire, they're a multi-billionaire. And all of a sudden a million didn't seem really big to me. A billion seemed really big. And it was about my external language and my internal language. It was no longer a thing to me to make six figures. That was just part of what I do. And I'm like, oh, I'm a six figure earner. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm a seven-figure her. and now it's like, oh, what do I got to do to get that eighth figure, right? Like, so you have to be constantly telling your brain, like, um, you know – I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of respect. I live a great life. I'm completely blessed. And when you talk about like habits that high achievers have, one of the things they do is talk about doing your daily gratitudes. And that's why, because your brain goes to work on giving you more of what you talk about. So if you're saying, I'm so grateful for my amazing job. I'm so grateful for my beautiful home. I'm so grateful for the clients that I have. I'm so grateful for the love of my family. Your brain's going to go to work like, how do I find more love? How do I find more clients? How do I do more good in the world? How do I serve? But if you're constantly like, it's a mess, it's a mess, everything's a mess, then your brain's going to be like, well, it's a mess, so I don't need to do any work to fix it, right? <laughs> like, it is. It's, it truly is. And if you really pay attention, whatever you're talking about is what's going to happen. So when people talk about manifesting and you're like, well, I'm not into that, you know, spiritual guru, shmuru stuff, manifesting, blah, blah, blah. It's all about, you know, God. Well, yes, God is your higher being but he also wants to hear that you're grateful for the things he's giving you. He also wants you to realize that you are worthy of love, that you are meant for more. It says it throughout the Bible. It says it in all your praise songs. You have a great life. You're meant for more. Like I'm here to bless you. I'm here for you to have abundance. If you don't accept that, then you're not going to have it, right? So your brain's going to go to work on what it's told. So make sure you are constantly telling it how great your life is how wonderful things are how how grateful you are how blessed you are and you're focusing on those positive things right and then the last thing that they talked about that I'm going to talk about, there's so many more things in the book. The last thing that I want to hit on because it's so important, and I think we focus on this when people are kids and we forget about it when they're adults and it's associations. You are the sum of the people you surround yourself with. If you look at the five people that are around you, if, you, if I line you up with the five people you are around and I watch what they do, I can tell you what you do because you're going to do exactly what the people around you do and we know that when they're kids, right? We say, make sure your kids are hanging out with the right friend groups. Make Mm -hmm. sure your kids are around the right people. But then when we're adults, a lot of times, you know, we may carry people that have been friends with us since high school or grade school. Those friendships may no longer be serving you. And you may still be friends with them because, yeah, you've been friends with them a long time. And I'm not saying you have to cut them off or cut them out of your life. But maybe there's somebody that you just catch up with once a month or once every couple months, or maybe they are actually somebody you should say goodbye to. I can tell you when I reevaluated and changed my life, there was a large group of people that I had to cut out of my life. And it was for my best. It was for my greater good. It helped my life. It helped my mental stamina. And some of them were family members. There's family members that I love and I want greatness for, but I had to say you like in my mind and in myself, I didn't have to call them up and be like, you're no longer in my life. But I had to set some hard boundaries on I don't answer when she calls me after 8 p.m. because I know she's going to be wasted and crazy and going on and on. And then that's going to make it so I can't sleep because I'm thinking of what she was talking about and yada, yada, yada. So I had to cut off those people in my life or cut off those times that I interacted with them for my mental well-being, for the good of my family and my life. Because no matter how many times I try to help Aunt Wanda out with her drama it ain't doing anything that ain't helping me and it's not helping her. So why do I keep doing it? Why do I keep putting myself through that?
0: Yeah, there's um, a well-known saying. It's like some people are in your life for a reason. Some people are in your life for a season and, um, And I think that's really that's a really great point because, I mean, you have kids. I have kids. I mean, you have surrounded um, like take Trent, for example. Who does Trent hang out with? Other exceptional hockey players, other exceptional students, other nice, polite boys. Um, And I'm trying to work on that with my daughters. Um they don't they don't have a ton of friends go do a ton of things but like you meet the parents you see what you know what how how they run their household you go over there is their household a pigsty i mean if you come to my house (laughs) that's gonna be my new you have dropped so so much on me today and i know i'm one of those ones that probably drives you insane because i'm one of those people that has to learn a lesson a couple times before i'm like all right (laughs) We got to switch this shit up because it just ain't working, you know. So um, challenge accepted. I'm no longer because I have. That's why I said, why are you picking on me? How many times have you heard me come into the office and you're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm a friggin' mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's chaotic. How do I describe my family? A circus. How do I describe my children? Feral. So
1: So what are you getting? A feral circus.
0: I'm getting a feral circus, which, oh my God, that's a whole nother TV show.
1: Um (laughs) You can help your children and yourself redefine your identities and your environment, right? Like you set the stage. I tell you all the time, like you're the mom, Kylie. They're the kids. They're going to lead by your example.
0: Absolutely. So one thing that I will, and you can check me on this later, before, uh, but just check in with me sometime after supper because we're going to have dinner together. I the you know, we're we got plans. So that's when we have our meetings. I've got everybody in one spot and I'm going to say, hey, guys, what kind of a family do we want to look like? Like we yes. did that before. Yes. Um, what what when people think of the when people think of Fort Boyle, what do we, what do we want them to think about? Do we want them to think about the fact that we're totally the hillbillies in the neighborhood because there's shit all over our yard and in our driveway, we Which you can only help so much when you have small children, there are toys everywhere, but there is a way to make sure it's organized, it's neat, and your neighbors don't hate you. Literally this week, my neighbor lumped me in with the trash burners on the other side of her. So um, total, total humble moment here. Check in with me later because we're going to sit down with our family and we're going to say, what do we want? What do we want to look like? And then we're going to start talking about ways we can make that happen and things we, ways we can communicate with each other. Like we were talking about with Andrew, it's like, how do you, how are you communicating with your, if I'm communicating with my kids by screaming across the house, whether I'm happy, I want their attention or I'm pissed off. That's the type of dynamic that we're setting and that's not peaceful it's not calm it's not organized so challenge accepted.
1: Yeah. And the last thing he talks about like in with the associations is like we all have an internal, he wants you to think about like an internal thermometer, right? And you can like, you have an internal thermometer and it's set at a certain spot. So when you like, let's say my internal thermometer is 70 degrees. So when I get to 70 degrees capacity, and we talked about this in a past episode, like what's your capacity? Where's your breaking point? Right? So if my capacity is 70 degrees and every time I get to 70 degrees, I, I let off a little. Every time I get to 70 degrees, I let off a little. Well, if the people around me are 60 degree people, all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, you're working too hard. You're working too hard. You deserve to rest. You deserve a break. You deserve baloney. You deserve to surround yourself with 90 degree people that are going to push you harder, right? Like when I walk into CrossFit, if I'm like, oh, I worked really hard. I lifted 35 pounds. They're going to be like, yeah, that's awesome. No, dude, lift more. Do more, right? If I start, if I go to maybe a Beachbody convention, they're going to be like, yeah, 20 pound weights are really heavy. But if I go to CrossFit, they're going to be like 400 pounds is really heavy, right? <laughs> so Are the people you're surrounding yourself with aligning with your goals? I had to start hanging out with multi-million dollar business owners that have Lambos and live in multi-million dollar houses so I could be like, "Dang, I want to be like her. I want to be like him. I want that stuff. What are they doing? I need to do those things. Are they waking up at this time? Then I need to wake up at this time. Are they making this many calls? Then I need to make this calls. If he can do it, so can I." So, a lot of my success has been number 1 on people saying I can't cuz, "Oh, tell me I can't." I will, <laughs> and I will do it even more. And number 2, seeing like, okay, if that dude can do it, I totally can do it. Challenge accepted. If she can do it, I definitely can do it. Challenge accepted. So I had to surround myself with a lot of 90 and 100 degree people so that I could get past that 50 and 60 degree mindset. Because if all the people around you are going, oh no, you deserve to treat yourself. You're pushing too hard. Make sure you get rest. You're never going to rise to another level you're meant for more not everybody has that mindset so not everybody's gonna tell you that but you are that's that's why you're here you're meant for more so make sure you're surrounding yourself by other people who also believe that and they push you like you know, I say a lot of times, I do, I'm like, I feel like I'm picking on Kylie because I know she's meant for more. (laughs) Like, I know you have so much more in you, right? And like David Goggins and a lot of people will talk about like how we, we'd never tap That reserve, like we all have this reserve inside of us of extra energy, of extra everything, right? And we never get near tapping that reserve. Like you need to keep pushing and you need to keep surrounding yourself with other people who push so that you can keep digging into that reserve. Because like I never thought I'd run a 5K and now I've ran a marathon. And when I ran a marathon, you know what my marathon partner said? We should try a 52 miler, and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> like, I almost and died you're like, running a well, marathon. It, it was nice <laughs> knowing you, friend. But. No, but it, it was, but that's why I love her. I love her because. Every time I think that, like, I can't do more, she'll be like, let's do this. And I'm like, screw it. Let's do it. And we do that for each other. Like, she posted when we signed up for this this marathon we're training for right now, she's like, I hope you all have a friend like Trisha who makes you do all this crazy stuff you never knew you wanted to do, but that you can do. And when you do it, you feel so... Great. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Again, this is The Power of One More by Ed Milet. That was Trisha's uh, 11th grade book report.
1: great. Do I
0: get an A plus? I love it. A plus plus. Uh, That's it for us, friends. Um, If you were watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you're at, uh, drop us a comment, leave us a five star review so that we can reach more people because really that is our mission is just to reach people, help people understand that they were meant for more, that um, they can do hard things and that it actually can be a really great opportunity to grow your life. Grow your business and realize that you don't have to live in a box. So, if you don't have anyone to surround yourself with, you can give us a holler. My email is Kylie, K Y L E E, at mystarsacademy.com. And we would love to connect with you and make sure that you understand what your success looks like and how to get there. So, join us next time for more grit, grace, and fire.
1: Fire. <laughs>
0: We thank you so much for joining us today on The Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.